Welcome to Entropy Rising, a 4E D&D podcast, part of the LTM Gaming Network. Uh, last time we left our heroes... Oh no, wait, we say our names first, don't we? <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad at We that. haven't, no, we did last time just because Brian was here. You know what, we are going to say our names first this time because I'm going to say that instead of for Brian. So, okay. I am TJ, your GM. And, due to extenuating circumstances this evening, I'll be taking over for Brian, playing Ren Grimm, the Warven Warlord. Our special guest star who fell asleep and isn't here anymore. Now, hold on, hold on. That's <laughs> no, no, no. We, we gave total allowances for him falling asleep last time. He drove, like, for 14 hours and lost an hour because he was traveling east. It had been a long day, and it was super late. He is totally excited. I didn't for fall that. asleep. <laughs> Wait a minute, so that Steve, means you I get extra credit. Oh, no. How does that... what? No, but Brian goes to bed early all the time anyway, so there are extenuating circumstances. However, he is an old man, it's true. Tonight, he took his Metamucil early and went to bed <laughs> extra early. <laughs> yep. Alright, so anyway, that's who I'm playing, Paul. <laughs> I'm Paul, I'm playing Kefan, a sexless Deva. No genderless Deva Avenger. He's sexless. He or she is sexless as well. Yes. <laughs> also we went over Paul that last is sexless. Time. Steve? I uh, am Steve. I play the character Aerith, a revenant invoker with and... no shoes. <laughs> and Matt. <clears throat> I'm Matt. I play Gwynera Silverkin. I enjoy long slides on the icy trapped floor that I can't seem to jump across. <laughs> That was the best part about last time. And and men who try to stab you on their second or so date. <laughs> that too. She doesn't enjoy that. That's why she headbutted him. You know what they say about guys with no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> last time, uh, following the joust... Dirty souls? Uh, the... No. We'll see. We don't have the episodes. I don't know what the last cut Previously. Was. On Critical Hit. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, I sure can. <laughs> That's a different show. Midway through this episode, someone pounds on TJ's door. If you've managed to <laughs> listen to this much of our terrible podcast, you should definitely be listening to Critical Hit, a much better well, version of what we do. Right. right. So... Mm. But seriously, Paul, where was the last cut? Just say you okay. Previously, this stuff happened. Just well, say that you I don't have to worry about the last that. cut. No, I was no, starting to say after time. the joust. Okay, just go. You don't have to do like the entire thing. Just say when we last left our heroes, they were doing this. The end. Give me literally one sentence. Okay, we last left our heroes. Steve couldn't jump over the ice. Go. It, it, it wasn't Incorrect. even Steve. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, Steve's not jumping over any ice, I hope. As not near anymore. as I can tell, Steve is on the left of the ice and needs to get to the right. That's Aerith. That's what Soon he said. we'll be jumping the shark, too. I have all ranged weapons. If all the people try to jump across, it would not be me. Okay, so. Previously, we were trying to help Puthol by retrieving the equipment 
and items from his slain comrades Kunthol and Daikol. And that would hopefully cement his claim for the throne against his cousin Skola. Because his mom, Aoti, is demented. Why why was cousin or, not known? Why did you sound all weird? Well, is this is she his her his cousin? Yes. Yes. Because it was okay. not his yeah. sister, it was his cousin. Because <laughs> you don't have sex with your sister. Right. So <laughs> You don't? Or Aoti is senile or something so she can't rule correct so now there's a, a war for the throne or minor or a civil quibble. disagreement <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps a game so we as Boothel's powerful friends have undertaken the quest to find this crap from his, <laughs> his <dead> friends, friends. <laughs> So, but uh, I'm not quite sure why we decided to go into this place that we're in. Uh, you were exploring the mining tunnels with Rengrim's aid, and uh, you came across a uh, section of wall that uh, seemed unnatural, like it didn't match the rest of the tunnel. Uh, you broke through the wall and discovered a chamber. And so now you're investigating the chamber. Right. But I don't understand why we didn't just go back to the place where it collapsed on Kun, like where they dug Kunthal oh, no, out of. and they, Because eventually they did dig through all the way to there and they found that the bodies were missing. Oh, right. So we're expecting to have to fight undead Kunthal and Daikol. Or, or reanimated. <laughs> Right now, our immediate foe is a thin sheet of ice. <laughs> and a uh, portcullis. Right. And what a cunning foe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Managed to outsmart everyone. All yeah, right. I got a cross. So, uh, real quick, we're taking a, we have just finished defeating the, uh, combined powers of fire and ice. Dilly and... Bar. What now? <laughs> Dilly Bar and Mr. Misty. <laughs> okay, so um, during this short rest, uh, Rangrim is going to use two healing surges. Oh, I should probably do one. Because he was bloodied, and now he's not. And he will come up and join his compatriots. So there is a sheet of ice. Some might even call it magic ice, uh, which has thwarted the adventurers, except for Kafan. Kafan now stands on a narrow strip of unfrozen, uniced land with the portcullis blocking his progression further. So how are we going to get across? I have a plan. I also have a plan. I'm going to reach into my adventurer's pack and bring out my rope. Thanks, that's my plan too. I'm going to <laughs> throw part of it across to Kafan and tell him to loop it around one of the bars of the portcullis. That's exactly my plan. And then I will pull myself forward across the ice. And then the next person can do the same. And if I need to, I will kneel on my shield and use it like a sled or something. Aerith will follow suit after Gwen gets across. 
Okay, so I, I, is that, I pulled Aerith across? I was waiting for Gwen I to just, go first. I just moved my... I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's enough room there's for... Enough, there's not enough room. Oh, yeah. so then we have the, should have the strongest people go over there. Does Rangrim look strong? He's stronger than us. <laughs> He's stronger His than you. Is 20. Sure. Okay, yes. Let's pull Rangrim across uh, first. Aerith will be looking for some sort of switch. Yeah. Using the intelligence he has for the strength that he lacks. Uh, I, I believe that what you're talking about is that uh, you would like to... Make a perception check? That, well, I was trying to remember what the... It was perception and insight. So yes, perception. I would be doing that too, but I'm trying to help people across. Uh, 15. Okay. 15. Uh, you perceive that there is a switch to open the portcullis. It is on the other side of the portcullis. Can I reach it? Uh, if he, like, assuming, ah, never mind. Do you have a five foot pole? Yes. <laughs> Too bad. You need a ten foot pole. <laughs> oh. I have my axe. Yeah, that's why I said you need a ten foot pole because yeah. I don't want you to be able to reach it with a weapon. It's also like over by the stairs. So. Uh, Aerith says to Cadfan, "There's a lever just beyond. If you use your rope to instead pull a the rock and whip it down there and pull it." We can get through. The Rock? The what? movie? Has anybody ever seen the movie The Rock? Where Japan he... certainly has not seen the movie oh, The shot. Rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was gonna tell Kafan to use his grappling hook of Quietness or the Ninja or whatever he has. <laughs> and try to use that to hook the lever. What, what kind switch. of switch is it? Does it look like I would have to pull it down? Like, is it a button? We'll, we'll say that you would have to pull it down. Yes. If I pull it down and my arms are still through the portcullis, are they going to rip my arms off? <laughs> Only uh, the future can tell you that. Don't, don't worry. They'll be waiting for you in your next life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Body parts reincarnate separately. Yes. Oh, arms. severed. They'll just wait for How you. How I missed you. <laughs> I wish I could hug you. <laughs> exactly. You you cry when you see them and try to embrace. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pull Rangrim across. Okay. Are you going to... <laughs> How are you going to pull him across? With the rope. Okay. Just want to make sure you weren't intending to use the uh, grappling hook. Just hug the grappling. Right through here. his face. <laughs> Embed this in your flesh. Get over here. <laughs> your screams will be silent. Alright. So, Rangrim is over now. Okay, then I'll take the, the grap, I will take my grappling hook and attach it to the rope and try and throw it through the part colors and catch the grappling hook on the switch. So, you may use your highest of athletics or thievery. In this attempt. Well, hey, I get either a 1 or a 1. And I got an 11. When you add the 1 in? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, that was not successful. You may try again. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to Rangrim. I'll be like, here, you give this a shot. Alrighty. We are like shuffle. I don't boop, know where the boop, switch is. Boop. 
we'll shuffle around so he's closer and has a better angle or something. I think we'll use his athletics, which is a 10. Oh, there you go. And how? And remember, the, the grappling hook is not clanging or making any noise. Which, yeah, I understand. That's okay. why I didn't say, try again, and by the way, you're being attacked by monsters. <laughs> Alright, we'll use the light-up die. 26. Rangrim hits the thing, and it, uh, and then he is able to feed it underneath, feed the rope underneath the lowest bar of the portcullis, and thereby pulling it with enough torque, or with enough angle, to pull the lever down. And his arms are or aren't ripped off? Uh, once the lever is released, the portcullis stays where it is. Okay. Lift it up. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, try together. We'll it lift up. it up. So we'll take our rope out. I'm I'm guessing. Well, right now the rope is underneath the portcullis, so even if it okay. goes up, it, it won't go up. Um, I'm guessing you want Rangrim to do it, and you will help. Yes. Okay. So let's see. What is his strength bonus? His strength bonus is a six. I rolled a natural one. So you were trying to put your ass into it instead of your back. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually standing on the lowest bar or something. <laughs> we're going to say that you do what Peter Griffin did when he tried to help uh Bill Clinton's car, which is you instead of lifting with your knees, you lift with your back with a twisting, jerking motion. Alright then. So you didn't help at all. But the total is 17, which is enough to lift up the portcullis. Huzzah. The way is clear. So I will take the, I will retrieve the grappling hook, give the rope to Rangrim, and tell him to throw it across, or jump across. What? <laughs> I think you need to move him to remove the portcullis from the map. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I'll tell him to help Aerith and Gwen All across right. the ice, and Rangram I'm going to... tosses the rope to Aerith, and gonna... then Gwen, yeah. apparently, because they moved in, and, uh... Oh, I'm sorry, I'll go back. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the aura, Matt? That uh, was... I don't, I don't have it anymore, Aww. I was going to get rid of it. Yeah, can you take it off yourself, Matt? You should I be able so. to. Yeah. TJ, While they're getting what... across, I want to be up ahead and looking out for anything. TJ, say that. That's my majestic halo. Say that again in the dirtiest voice possible. What did I? You should be able to do that yourself? Can you take that off yourself? Can you take that off yourself? <laughs> that's, slow. that's your dirty voice? I don't know. I don't have your a Your wife dirt... just must run in terror. Well, I think that's unrelated. <laughs> well, fair. Fair enough. I think you can remove the bacon, Steve. Because Aerith's probably no longer on fire. Uh, Stairs lead down to a four-way intersection. Heavy metal doors block the eastern and southern passages. Uh, Actually, that's not true. Sorry. That should be... uh, They're just dead ends. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Man, that description went from awesome to not. Well, yeah. An open archway to the north glows with firelight beyond. There are sprawled bodies lying still and deathly quiet. Rangrim, come. Well, <laughs> do you pat your leg too? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I hold on a little biscuit. <laughs> Who's a good warlord? <laughs> Somehow we've gone a step down from uh, Sleeping Brian was more effective than TJ Awake. True. What? Your character never did anything, ever. <laughs> we have video archives, or audio archives to prove it. <laughs> I want to see these video archives. No. They're audio visual. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a film strip. It beeps every once in a while. You have to turn the dial. You shut up. You shut up. So, when you've moved all the way into the room, and you can see into the northern chamber, the room spreads out into darkness. To each side of the stairs stands a large brazier, blazing with crackling fire. The fire sheds only dim light down into the chamber, revealing a portion of the area. You see skeletal remains scattered here and there. You also see... A guy named Rot? No, uh... Well, yeah, you see a uh, zombie, <laughs> but I was going to point out that in particular, in the second highest row, furthest to the right, there is a dragon skeleton. Okay. Uh, oh, I see. So, I mean, I just point out because, like, I think you notice right away if you're paying any attention to the remains that there is one skeleton that is slightly larger than all the rest. Is is it a a large dragon? Is it? Because it's only in one square. No, I mean, it. I mean, it's it's only one square, but I just like the head is noticeably larger. Like there's there's just more bones because there's wings and stuff. Okay. But once it's reanimated, it'll be the size of four squares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all of these um, skeletons that are here, they aren't piles of bones. They're all like laid out as skeletons. All right, and just to review before we get started into another combat. I should have an action point now, correct? Correct. Because we had two encounters. So even if we used them, which I don't remember if I did, we should have one. True. So, Good point. Is that zombie moving towards us or does, angry? Does or? he have a name tag that says rot? <laughs> yes. Do you, do you see it? I meant like, is he, oh, like, is he a, like, does the, is he a Costco does the actual... employee that says, you know, ask me about my pickles, my name is Rot. <laughs> Pickle. I don't want to know what his pickles are like. I said plural pickles. <laughs> don't make it dirty. Shop smart. Shop S smart. Can I ask one more question? Ask away. Where I ping here, is that a thing that I'm supposed, like, is that a, see how it's a different color? What thing? There's like a green line there. Uh, I'm sure it's not important. It's probably just a doodle from me making the map and it not turn out exactly the way I wanted it. Okay. Does anyone else see the green line? Where? I do, yeah, I can, it's, I it's can the secret. It. It's the secret door where all the zombie rats are going to come out of uh, and attack us from behind. Zombie, hey, Paul's name showed up on the map. That too. Zombie rats with zombie bees in their mouths. Everyone they go, they shoot bees at you. So. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's a uh, there's a zombie, and his name is Rot, and he is coming your way. Now, so, hold on, just how... to be clear, before we get started, there are crumpled bones right next to us. That's the visual is supposed to be there, behind us, yeah. to our right, and behind us. There's there are skeletal remains to um, the south, to the east, and then there are a bunch to the north. 
Um, I would like to make a religion check to know if when fighting something, like fighting a powerful undead that can probably raise up little undead, if it would be wise to not be surrounded by these other little guys who are all right next to us. So you're going to use religion to ask a tactical question? <laughs> okay, give me, give, me what, give me which category it's supposed to be in then. Well, because, I, I mean, I'm asking allow if, me to rephrase your question. No, no, no. You want to know if it's smart to... No, no, no. Fine, let, fine. My question okay. is, do more, I guess maybe I already just know this, more powerful undead tend to raise little undead. Is that part of this world? Undead do not raise other undead. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. Okay, then. Then we're good. I feel like we're not. I know, I know, but, but I did ask the question, but, and I have it on record. <laughs> so when he goes, hey, all those things come up and try to stab you, I'll be like, what the F, dude? Like, <laughs> no, 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 he said undead do not. Yeah. But fiery burning braziers of, I can command bones to reanimate, you know, those totally oh, okay. do. Great. Yeah. Um, um, what species is the, the zombie? Is it identified? Oh, like, is it? Like, like, is it a uh, human or an elf or a dwarf? Yeah, yeah. It is, we'll say, orcish. Like, it's a larger-looking one. Okay. Yeah, okay. If you would like, before we roll initiative, you can all make perception checks real quick. Actually, you know what? Give me your passive. Sorry. 20. You don't have to roll. I roll the 1. So, Like I said, you don't. Ha- you can just give me your passive. 20. I heard you say 20. Okay. Passive is 15. 14. Okay. So we'll say that with the 14 the 15, you guys just mostly picked out the dragon skeleton near the back, but Kafan notices that most of the skeletons, like one of the reasons you were able to pick out that it was a dragon and like was larger is because most of the skeletons in here are dwarven in size. Hmm. Okay. Can we roll initiative now? Is it coming to attack Ooh. us? Maybe it was coming to shake our hands. Mm-hmm. And give you should probably roll initiative. And try to sell us Amway. <laughs> it's like a super happy zombie. Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> it's been really lonely. You guys want to see my pillow fortress? You have to turn on the initiative thing, TJ. Well, I would be happy to turn it on. Turn me on. I'd be less happy about that. And I start on fire once again. Wait, we all get a plus two. Because of Rangrim. Brian. Because of Rangrim. Hooray. Probably doesn't matter. I feel like there's way too many clickings happening for just one zombie. Mm-hmm. Now, who has things that cast light really far? I do. Okay. I did, but it's gone now. Matt does, and he's in the front. It lets you go out how many squares? Ten or twenty? You'd ask, wouldn't you? Well, I did. I feel like it was twenty. I feel like it was twenty as well, which is I want to do this properly. So I don't have it written down there. I think it's on the thing somewhere. All right. We're going to assume it's twenty. Wait, I bet I have it on the loots. Delver's light sheds bright light out to twenty squares. There you go. I can't remember. Do we determine if that was a head or a neck? It's, I have on my notes, I have wear on head like a circlet, but then yeah. I feel like that was maybe, maybe it says, I don't know what it says in the book. I have it as head mm-hmm. in my notes. 
Sure. Whatever that's worth to you. All right. I th- I thought it was too, but so what you should be able to see now is that there are big black spots, which are pillars, in the back of the room. Or Gwen's light came into the room, but like anything in the back of the room was more or less cast in shadow. You could really only see like the tips of those pillars. Now that Gwen's light is being shed towards the back, there are obviously shadows behind the pillars, but you can see to the back of the room where the light passes. So, sorry, I just was trying to get all those things settled down. First up is Kafan. Okay. I will declare my oath on Rot, and I'm going to use my knowledge of religion to learn what I can learn or know what I can learn what I know about zombies. Okay. Something. I think if you digress, I think if you digress that sentence, you'd have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> go go ahead and uh roll uh religion 28 you know everything about zombies but you know that this is just a zombie you know it's not anything particularly interesting it's not a zombie king or a yeah it's not like a level special it's not a thriller heavy zombie right okay i'm and going it's Rot Zombie, not Rob Zombie, so no problems there. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you put your mark on it, you said? No, I put my oath on it. Oh, that's what I meant. At this point, let's see. I guess I'm going to shift one and cast my Avenging Shackles at Rot. So I spin my chains around and some ethereal blackish, purplish chains fling out at him. And that will be 23 versus Will. Uh, That is definitely a hit. So he takes 10 radiant damage and is slowed until the end of my next turn. That was radiant damage. (laughs) Yes. He reacts as though the radiant damage... Uh, was particularly effective against him. Alright, the chains sear some burns into his flesh. Which snail. Bingo. And that's my turn. Alrighty. Um, one moment, please. Corporate accounts. Nina speaking. Just a moment. Wait. Corporate accounts. Nina speaking. Just a moment. You gotta go higher. (laughs) Just... I can't hear how high it is. You also need to say that someone is a case of the moon days. Are we waiting on me? I... No, we're nope. waiting on TJ. We are not waiting on you. Uh, I will spend my turn destroying as much of, like, as in separating the upper half from the lower half. So basically going for pelvises. Uh, of all of the, of all of the <laughs> bodies that are the four corpses that are near us. So desecrating the dead dwarves. Yep. And now when they rise, they're gonna be hilarious. The beach. <laughs> they're gonna be like the ones where they they put themselves together with the arms in the wrong yeah. place, and the, like, yeah. <laughs> there's a leg coming out of the okay. head hole. There is a thing in the shadows that you hear moving. What, where where in the shadows? Like further down in the room? Yes. Okay, I don't care about that. Right yet. Wow. And. Is it hiding under Paul, an umbrella? 
incorrect. Kafan. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Paul, will you please tell me if a 32 will hit Kafan's reflex? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that will hit me. Okay. You hear the uh, movement in the back of the room, and all of a sudden, the brazer closer to you tips towards the stairs and shoots out a gust of fire, which hits you. You take 12 fire damage and 5 ongoing fire damage. Super. Which can only be put out by a hug from Rot. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. So that happened on my turn, or that... No, it did not. It happened before your turn. Oh, okay. I will... Oh, I, I guess it's not my turn, so I can't... <laughs> you can probably say, ow. Hey, guys, I'm on fire. <laughs> nope, I they have to that. use their own perception. Shoot from here! <laughs> Shoot from here! Oh, this is Shoot an NBA, This is an NBA jam. <laughs> Another reference the fan won't get. Right. Boom shakalaka. It's the only basketball game I enjoyed playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Arch Did you ever play Double Dribble on NES? No. Arch Rivals was uh. a fantastic game, Paul. You would have loved it. There was the shoot button, and there was the punch button. <laughs> so anyways, you heard that noise in the background. The brazer tipped forward. Kafan caught on fire. And we'll say that that is it for now. Uh, so now, Steve, it is Aerith's turn. And I will follow through with what I said I was going to do. So essentially, crushing the pelvis, separating apart, the, like, the upper, the trunk and spine from the lower half of all of the skeletons that are near me that I can get done from more or less walking over and kicking motion. Whenever so, you... that would be an attack, and you're allowed one attack a turn. So, if I wanted to walk over to a desk and knock some books off, I would have to make separate attacks for each book? No, each page. Mm. <laughs> books are more... You can knock magazines down. Books take a little more. <laughs> Why is that? Because they have spine? Right. No, because <laughs> magazines are the... Uh, oh. The uh, minions of literature. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. So what you're saying is the answer is no. I can't do more than one. And I have to make an attack roll against a non-moving... No. You can totally do more than one. Use your power that you attack three things at once. Yeah, just shoot them. And have They're not alive right apart. now. They're not moving. That's the point. So it should be very easy to hit. That's very dumb. <laughs> I will stand here, and I will shoot all three of them. Three of the four of them. No, so TJ, do you want to yes... No, I, no, that's fine. No, that's I shitty, said... but that's what I'll do. <laughs> uh, I probably missed. I got a 11. Well, they're not moving, so... You hit. Okay. Do you want to ping the three that you shot at? They each Thank take, you very much. They each take eight cold damage. Very good. So, you attacked. Are you going to move? No. Oh, you did move. Sorry. Um, and do you have anything else to do this turn? No. Okay. It is now Rangrim's turn. 
So he saw Aerith attack those three skeletons. He saw Kafan attack the zombie and then get blasted with the fire. Mm-hmm. Did Aerith say anything when he attacked the skeletons? No. Okay. Well, we're going to say that he's going to follow your lead. One, two, three. And the one that you didn't attack, he is going to attack. That hits, so he hits the other skeleton. So all four of those skeletons now are kind of broken up. That's it. Okay. So next up is Rot. And Rot is going to... He can only move two. Oh, that's right. He slowed. One, two. Okay, so he moved two. And he doesn't have anything to attack from there, so he is going to stop. Gwen! Alright, one, two, three, four, okay. And again, your oath is not a mark. Nope. So I will first, uh, minor action, divine challenge, rot. Okay. Please say something like, when you hurt my friend, it got me really fired up. <laughs> he's not Elon. Yeah, he's, ma- yeah, he's and... mad. It's much worse. Yes, I know. Uh, let's see, one, two. Okay, I'm doing maths. So I will walk forward as I challenge him. And hit him with my righteous smite. Can you do a charge instead? No, not for this one. Uh, so you're just striding forward, holding your sword out? I'm just out. striding. F- well, as I'm going down the stairs and... He's sauntering. Do you have a yeah. cape? Uh, sure, why not? All right. At least. Half cape. Half cape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to fold it under. It's like a belly shirt, but it's a cape. <laughs> yeah. It's tie-dye. Oh, that's crap. It's got the little tie. <laughs> Off to one side. Uh, Off to one side. <laughs> It'd be 15, 15 okay. versus AC. 15 versus AC hits. Oh, thank you. All right. All right, so he takes 16, 17. He takes 17 damage, and this is regular damage. And everybody gets, uh, since we're all within five squares, we all get uh, eight temporary hit points. Which is why I couldn't use the charge. Oh. I could I can't do this one in charge. I agree with your move. I could do the one where I do radiant damage in charge, but do you also give give... those temporary hit points mad, or is it just I do. It it is myself and all allies. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yep. All right, Kafan, take five ongoing fire out of your temporary hit points. Yay! And take your turn. Now that. Gwen moved forward. Is anything further illuminated? No, because before it wasn't a matter of distance. It was a matter of angle. So those those front pillars are still casting shadows. Okay. My second question is, what do the braziers look like? Now he's like, evil. They are they like, like are, a bitch? Are they evil braziers? Like, is it something that's on? Is it like a brazier on a hinge or a mechanism of some sort that it tipped over? Did it look like there was a magical effect that it tipped like telekinetically? I'm trying to figure yeah. out if I can like 
break the mechanism and it won't do that to me again, or if it's just something where it's being controlled. Okay. So it tipped forward and it blasted you, but then it did go back. So we're going to say you will have to make a perception check. Okay. To determine whether or not you paid attention. Uh, my, my total is a 16. Okay. You are not entirely certain how it moved because you didn't notice it tip at first and then you noticed it making you on fire but not how it returned back to its normal state. Okay. Which brazier was it? It was the one on the left. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, and I'm going to do... My shield, oh, no. I'm gonna do Bond of Retribution. Oh, it, um, I, I put the mark on Roth that he's bloody, but I'm just saying Roth's bloody. Okay. I'm going to do Bond of Retribution on Rot, and that would be, let's see, uh, 26 versus AC. I'm guessing if my 15 hit that, <laughs> 26 will. <laughs> Except that all of his stuff doubles when he hits, uh, when he gets bloody. So. 26 for AC does hit. That would be 14 regular damage. Can I see anything? <laughs> I'm still at the same stupid angle. <laughs> well, it's not up now. What? I'm saying, you're, you're looking at the brazier? No. I'm, oh, no, you're saying... I'm closer. I, yeah, it's fine. Okay, I thought you were talking about the trap no. that hit you you're, before. You're on fire? I'm you on have fire. your own light source now? Right. Yeah. And then if if somebody else hits me or misses me before the end of my next turn, the target will take radiant damage. So, Rot would take some radiant damage if I get hit. That's my turn. Can I roll to try and save? To answer your question, no, you don't see any further back into the shadows because of the angle. And yes, roll to save. And I save. Okay. There, oh, oh, I rolled a 12. So if, maybe, I don't know if there's something. Do I still save? Wait, what did you just say? I rolled a 12. I just was saying what I rolled because yeah. I don't know if there's effects like that nope. you sometimes have to save higher than a 10. Nope. I, if there is, I will let you know. Okay. But I, I don't know of any. So, and you guys killed Rod. Yay. With that attack. So, let's see here. So you moved. Does he fall down your... in slow motion? <laughs> yes. You you move and you... I'm done. Okay. Very good. So that's Kafan's turn. The shadowy figure. Just to be clear, does this shadowy figure have a pink umbrella? No. Oh. The shadowy figure yells out, You've killed my pet, but you won't kill them all. Yes, we will. <laughs> no, you <laughs> won't. Ringo. The Beatles. This is zombie Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> you could take Rod out of initiative order, unless he comes back to life, I suppose. All right. So, of the skeletons that were decimated by Aerith and Rangrim, one sort of self-assembles and rises. Then... Good job, Steve. Yeah. 
It obviously did so much. <laughs> well, there were two there, so it obviously had enough parts extra or something. Right. Or there could have been four, and instead there's only one. But if they all took the same amount of damage, unless this one's the super tough one. He was just bigger boned. <laughs> Don't laugh, Paul. You encourage it. Whenever Matt says anything, mute yourself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And since Kafan was the one who killed the zombie, he is the target of a magic missile. Oh, how much damage do I take? I'm guessing 23 hits your reflex? Yeah. I thought it was just automatic damage. It depends on which version you're in. I don't know. So I'm playing it this way. Uh, Eight damage. So I'm very curious to know what a magic missile looks like in this universe. Uh, this particular it's like a, a one, tiny little scud. <laughs> it's uh, this one is a sort of quick moving dart, but uh, it is uh, shadowy with a uh, lighter shadow sort of surrounding it. Uh, the thing in the the guy in the shadows you see pop out of the shadows and move into a different shadow. So, that was his turn. Now it's Ringo's turn. And he'll go here, and he's going to attack Aerith. Does 18 hit your armor class? Yes. Okay. Uh, take 6 damage. Aerith's turn. Okay. Aerith goes traipsing across the dead body of the zombie. Squish. I will rebuke undead, aimed north. So it is a blast five. So it can cover a whole bunch of... It covers... Does it go out like that, too? One, two, three, four, five? No, but I'm, I'm having it hit these... Everybody else. It doesn't... That's the only guy it doesn't hit over... This is the only guy it doesn't hit. Why? One, two... Three, four, five. Because it's a it's it's a big square that emanates from me in one particular direction. Oh, so it starts here. No, I don't. I want it to start it's right where blast, I am. It's a blast five, right, Steve? But it's like yeah. two. The the lower left hand corner is in this square. Yes. So yeah. the it starts over here, and it goes five across to here, and then it goes five up. So it won't hit the very largest guy either. The very largest. The very t- highest in the upper... This guy. Oh, I did it too big. But yeah, it's basically this green square, so I did it too far one way or the other. Right. But it'll hit all of those. So, it is 22 versus Will. Okay. They each take 13 radiant damage, and I can push two squares, and each is dazed until my next turn. Okay. You impose your will on the remains in front of you, but they don't respond in the way that undead that you face in the past have. You believe that it is because these have not been raised. That's fine. I, the other ones weren't raised as far as I knew. I was just damaging... Right. No, no, no. I'm just... I'm telling you... That you feel a difference, like these aren't behaving the way you would expect. And also, uh, mechanically, I'm explaining to you 
that these guys are part of the terrain and I can't move them. So even though you would like to shift them, I can't because I've already made them part of the map level. Got it. So. Okie dokie. But I didn't want to just say, okay, nothing happens because that would have been lame. Okay. All right. Rangrim. He's going to come over. One, two. And he's going to attack Ringo, I think. Or does he have something more fun to do? You tell me. No, not really. He's going to attack. And he hits, and Ringo goes down. It's because he hit the, the hand where the leg should be. Sure. So, Rangrim moved, and he attacked, and he's not doing a minor. Gwen's up. Oh, good. Hello? Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kill something. That's kind of hard from where I'm at. You're always mad. Wherever I go, there I'm at. Mm-hmm. Boo. All right, I think I'm going to do it like this. All right, I'm going to run. Ooh. One, two, three, four, six, seven. And then... Can we see a back wall or what's anything on the other side of Matt or Gwen? Like, on the other side of the pillars, what's the other side? Is there a wall back there? I don't know if that can, came. Can you kind can. of see it now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, is it a wall? Is there... Yeah, it is a wall. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to use my minor for knack for success Ooh. on myself, and I can shift two squares as a free action. Nice. So shift, shift. Oh, careful. What does, what does running do? Do you... You get to add two to your speed. So what's the trade-off? You grant combat advantage when you run, but then I shifted for this. I don't know that I grant combat advantage anymore. I guess until... Grant combat advantage until next turn. So I guess I do, but... You also take a minus five on attacks. What? Where is that? I'm looking at the DM screen. It's on page 291 of the PHP. Oh, I was just looking at the... Actions in combat part only said you move your speed plus two. Yeah, if I read the full thing. Oh, that's crappy. You can still hit him. I have faith in you. <laughs> I have faith it's in the Raven Queen. It is your destiny yeah. that you will hit him. I guess. Better be. Alright, so I will do... I'm going to use Valorous Smite to try to hit this guy. And that's probably not going to get it done. Um... So that's going to be a 7 versus AC. You are correct. That is not going to get it done. Okay. Then, how about instead I use an action point? Ooh. And I will just go for a virtuous strike. See if I can do something. So that'll be a 16 versus AC. That also will not hit. Oh, Fuck. Stupid minus 5. Oh, All right, wait. Well, that was a... Hold on. Let me see exactly what it says. Because I don't know if you're supposed to still have that minus 5 if you use an action point. It says until next turn. Yeah. Oh, it does say until end of next turn. Yeah. Oh. Until, not till the end of next turn, until next turn. So I'm sure it would go away for your next turn attack. Say until the start of your next turn, so. Yeah. Okay. My hands are tied. 
by the rules, which I as GM can change whenever I want. <laughs> Alright, that's all I can do. Okay. The fan. Okay. Can I see that guy? You cannot, but you sure as heck saw Gwen, like, trying, like, the Dickens to hit something. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Now can I see the guy? Yes. <laughs> and is it a guy? <laughs> is it a what? What is it? It's a dude. A human? Uh, undead? A zombie? Like, what, what does he look like? Nope, it is a human. It is an older human with long white hair and carries a staff. He looks very wizardy, but not like Gandalf happy wizardy. Does he have any like, identify like any identifying insignias? Does he, uh, does he have a patch with his name on it? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm thinking all the undead, does he have a symbol of Orcus or No. He does not have any religious symbols on him, which would identify him as belonging to a particular church or cult. But roll an arcana check. Uh, that's not terrible. Uh, 21. Okay. This guy is a straight-up necromancer. There is nothing about him that does not say necromancer. There is a tiny skull on the top of his staff. He has, like, organs in little... Vials, like stuff from like frogs and mice, like in vials along his waist, you know, hanging off of his belt. Yeah, he's just like all kinds of evil. Okay. I will say you will pay for your crimes against Our Lady, and that's my oath of enmity. And I will do, I'm going to do shielded by faith, I suppose. Matt? You didn't challenge this guy when you got to him, did you? Nope, because I used my minor for the for the movement. knack for success, and then the smite was supposed to do my divine sanction if I hit him. Okay. I didn't think so, but I just wanted to check, because I marked him for Paul. Okay. And I got a 25 versus AC. That is a hit. And I, I rolled a 2, but I get to roll another 20, because that was my oath. So that's uh, brutal damage. So that's twenty-three damage, and I get a I get a defensive bonus to other creatures. Not that it matters. It never matters. They only ever hit with this <laughs> thing after everything else is dead. That's okay. <sighs> we still love you. <laughs> yeah. And by you, I mean your character. Cause yeah. I hate you, Paul. Okay, and that's my turn. All right, okay. That's regular damage, by the way, if it matters. Uh, I assumed as much. Oh, you should be... You can see his name, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I assumed so, but... Rosdol? Please don't shoot me in the back. No promises. <laughs> I, my defensive okay. bonus is to other creatures, not just enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Close Blast 3. So let's see. That's, that's blast no good. Three. Looks like that would hit both of you guys. And the pillar. And the pillar, yes. It targets enemies. Alright. 
He's friends with the pillar? Is what you're trying to say? (laughs) Oh, that's definitely going to be a not so good. That is 32 versus fortitude. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's going to be 13 damage, uh, 13 necrotic damage to each of you. Sweet. I resist necrotic damage. How much? Uh, That's what I'm looking at. Six. So then you only would take seven. Why? Because I'm awesome. Fair enough. It's a... I think it's a Deva... Yep. How much did you say, TJ? Uh, I believe I said 13. It's it's a racial thing. Uh, You are both pushed three squares. Since neither of you are dwarves, I don't think you can resist being pushed. Um, Is that a melee attack or no? I don't know if that counts as... Not. Okay. And you are both knocked prone. Oh, sad. Rangrim, little help. So, that was one. And then two is... He is going to make, uh, all of a sudden, the skeleton named John. The bones jiggle together, and he comes to life. And... It's almost as if somebody tried to prevent that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you did. You prevented all of them from attacking. He just has the ability to raise the dead. So that changed between third and fourth edition. No, see, we did this wrong. We should have picked up all the bones, thrown them across the ice trap, <laughs> so then they would take themselves out as they try to cross it. Uh, actually, wait. Hold on a second. That might. Not or throw them in the fire. <laughs> I'm going to say that he is done then. So now it is the skeleton's turn. Ring, Ringo's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He doesn't have an axe. Just like Paul and Clyde. John, on the other hand, goes... How do you get John, Paul, Ringo, and Clyde? Well, who are the th- Is that a reference most I popular... don't get? Well, who are the three most popular Beatles... John Paul and Ringo. Okay, I got that much. Ringo okay. is not the third most popular. Anyway, moving on. Where do you get Clyde? <laughs> and then in Pac-Man, it's Inky, uh, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde is the orange one. It's sad how much thought was put into this. <laughs> okay. I still don't understand how you go for... You have four skeletons. You have four beetles. <laughs> So you did three Beatles and a Pac-Man ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I should do more things that require incredibly elaborate amounts of thought, which are initially initiated by a single stupid thought, because the amount of joy in Paul trying to figure it out is just, (laughs) it's just like sweeter than pure sugar. So John is going to attack Rangrim. And he's going to miss. So, it is now Eris' turn. Can I see him from here? Yes, you can. Okay, I'll use Fires of Judgment. It's verse 1 within 10. I say, step into the light. <laughs> uh, 17 versus Reflex. 17 versus Reflex. Does not hit. Is that a okay. a good power for you, Steve, or is that a... No, that, that's my level three uh, encounter power. Encounter. 
So would you like to try again? Sure. How does that happen? Because I want to? No. Because Paul wants to. Because. Oh, I rolled a natural 20. Yes. There's a good time. That was my divine guidance. So I did a quick little prayer to the Raven Queen and. She changed your mind. Time backed up for a few seconds and you got to try again. So it's 27 versus reflex. Well, I'm going to say because you rolled a critical, you're A-O-T-A. Well, no, because a critical just means I do the max damage. It's still possible okay. that it wouldn't hit, right? No. Or is it 20 always I, a I, hit? I think 20 is I think enough. 20 is always oh, a yeah. hit. Just like, even if your your attack bonus was 20 and you rolled a 1 and you were fighting something with, like, an armor class of 7, you still wouldn't hit it because you rolled a 1. Well, it is. If it's max damage, then it's 25 fire damage. Nice. Okay, so 25 fire damage, and is there any ongoing or any nope. other status effects? Nope. Okay. Does he look phased at all by that? Sure, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you hit him, and he caught fire, and then he's no longer on fire, and he's angry. Good. <laughs> That's my turn. <laughs> okay, I just was waiting for you to say that you were done. I was reading some of Rang my stuff. So, sorry. No, that's fine. Rangrim. I know, but since <laughs> I am yet again playing a character. It's almost like uh, playing from beyond the dream. <laughs> I mean, Brian. So what you want to do is you want to have Rangram run over to the corner and just keep running into the wall. <laughs> Alright, so what Rangram is going to do is he's going to ignore that skeleton. And he is going to... Ping himself. That's what all the kids are doing these days. Yeah. And he is going to move forward. And then he's also going to have run, so that's an extra two squares. I believe that that is it. Minor inspiring word. He All he did was move. He has a standard and a minor left, right? Right. I didn't... So all he's oh, going to do did, is I, run forward and stop. I didn't realize that Kafan was injured. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> There's a little bar that indicates life on this, yeah. and it's lower yes, than normal. But I haven't, I have not been paying attention to how much damage you guys have been taking. There are so, two of us that have bars that are right. less than full. Kafan, in fact, Kafan, are you bloodied? Yes, technically I am bloodied. Sorry, uh, been bloodied. I, I will use healing word, so spend a healing surge, and also add uh, an extra three. Yay! I am no longer bloodied. Because if I use direct the strike, everyone has to use a basic attack, and no one has a basic ranged attack to use. Is that correct? That is not correct. Oh, does someone have a basic ranged? I have a ranged basic. I also have a power that can be used as a ranged basic. Oh, well then, ranger will totally use direct the strike so that you can do your ranged basic attack. Okay, that is avenging shackles, which can be used as a ranged basic attack. I could not imagine that that ever would come into play. 23 versus Will. 23 versus Will is a hit. And these are the same thing that I opened this 
encounter with. Mm-hmm. And that is a seven radiant damage. No, eight radiant damage. And Razdal is slowed till the end of my next turn. He's been snailed. Alrighty. Uh, so that is the end of Ryan Grimm's turn. Gwen! Alright, I will use my move to stand up. Oh yeah, wait a minute. Can I do that while I'm laying down? Sure, you can fire from the ground. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to rule against that, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my divine challenge, and I'm going to shout out at him, face me like a man not hiding behind these abominations. You're so sexist to assume that it's a dude. I thought we would establish those with a guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said that it was. Oh. We'll find it. You're so sexist he to was... assume that Matt's being sexist. TJ said he was gripping his staff. That See, good job. See, character. good job, guys. Yep. <laughs> you didn't laugh. You didn't, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't keep going. I feel like we need another word for abomination. Yeah. We need to get the thesaurus out. Yeah, I was gonna get TJ a thesaurus for you know for words other that he could put in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and I went to well, maybe I should say I went to a large bookstore, <laughs> got a thesaurus, and then when I got home, it was an abomination. Oh, no. I opened it and all the pages were blank. You know what the what? worst part is? <laughs> this is gonna be a joke. I had no words to express just how angry I was. <laughs> Really? That was the setup for that? <laughs> that is all I'm going to do this time. Synonyms. Anathema. Nuisance. Aversion. Torment. Offense. Bother. Bother. bother plague. Bother. You undead bother. What a bother. <laughs> Emil Blonsky. <laughs> That's the name of all abomination right. in Marvel Comics. Learn something, guys. Learn something important. Kafan. Oh, what? I said that's all I can do. I didn't get changed. It's not my turn yet. Kafan. There we go. So, I will... This is over. This is over. You could take the snail off of Ra's doll, because that will... until the it, end of your the turn. The end of my turn, but it's not going to matter. I guess... Well, I guess he could move, potentially move in response to something I do. I don't know. So I stand up as my move action, and I... I'm getting tired of this. I sprout wings and fly to here and slam him in the face with my axe. Oh no! I'm hoping he turns to watch me fly by. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I plan to make orphans of his children. Uh, and you know what? Actually, I'm going to use, for the first time uh, before I roll here, I'm going to, as I fly, the runes, I think they're runes, runic writings on my parchment armor light up and glow, and I'm going to use that plus one bonus enhancement to my attack. Oop. And my second roll. <laughs> Alright, that should work. Uh, that would be a 27 versus AC. That is a hit. 31 damage. 32 damage, sorry. And that's it. And that hit bloodies him. Okay. Then I'm going to use my action point, and I'm going to do my halo of fire against him. So I just slash with my axe as I come down. The wings go away, 
and I do another backslash, and fire explodes from the axe. Ooh, I roll the critical. That will be 38 damage. Fire damage. 38 fire damage. And any enemy that ends its turn next to him will take 8 fire damage. He's on fire for a little bit, I guess. But he doesn't have ongoing. Right. And I say, take that, vile bother. Emil. (laughs) Emil. Emil Blonsky. You you jerk. (laughs) What ho. So that's the end of Kafan's turn. Mm -hmm. Razdal is up. He is going to use his necrotic blast. Kafan, does 19 hit your fortitude? Yeah. That is 12 necrotic damage. Ha ha. Six necrotic damage. It appears as though Kafan shrugs off some of the attack. Ringo is back in the game. Los Skeletones. I have a question. Ask away. Oh, no, I don't. I'm bloodied. Great. Never mind. I am bloodied. They are done. Aerith's turn. I'm going to burst one, use lightning's revelation here. One more time. Here, this square. Okay. So lightning splits the air, striking my foe and exposing their frailty. Their frailty of being hit by lightning. Yep. <laughs> Look at you, you big pansy. <laughs> Ugh. That is a well versus reflex. 17 versus reflex didn't hit or something last time, so I guess that doesn't hit. You are correct. A 12-verse reflex does not hit. Okay. Are you utilizing your move or your minor? What is an action point? What am I limited to doing? Standard action. Which you can change for a movement or a minor. Yeah. So pick one of those things. But usually you would use it for a attack. So John is coming forward. And Ringo's coming forward. John and Ringo both came forward, yes. Then, no, I will not move, but I will use my action point and cast Hand of Radiance, hitting, targeting John, Ringo, and Roz Dahl. Okay, so, oh, hey, what does the wiki say to do? What? Because <laughs> I wrote it down in the <laughs> first episode. What? <laughs> He's talking about our wiki. Oh, what about it? I remember what I said. <laughs> It would just be more wiki if you just hold it. You roll one for each different type of target. Right, I knew that. Oh, there you go. Is that what you were waiting for? That's what I was looking to see, what I said. You said every type of creature, so... Go look at our wiki, huh? (laughs) Can I go? Yes. Brought to you by LTM Gaming. So, against the skeletons, it is a 17 versus reflex against... Uh, Roz Dahl, it's a 11 versus Reflex. None hit. Ugh. Wow. Really? Mm. Totes. I, I am also rolling incredibly average except for that 20 in there. My fault. Alright, since you used your action point, I'm guessing that meant that your turn was over when your action point action was over. So it is now Rengrim's turn. Ooh. And he is going to use... We Way to screw up my charge, Warlord. <laughs> We're going to use Bloody Ending. You can still charge there, can't you? I don't know, can I? Is it the most direct path? Or is it we decide you just have to keep moving towards it? Just keep moving towards it, I think. And the pillar's in the way, so I don't know. Uh, so I rolled an 18, so that is a 28 versus AC, which is a hit. Two weapon, which is two dice. Yeah, he's totally going to steal my two. kill. You are correct. I was counting. Mark, mark it. This is the 
First time that TJ's character has done anything. <laughs> False. It's not my character. Boothel did kill a guard Drake at one point. We set it up like. Yeah, it was like a volleyball set. And it was like, come on, you spike it, you stupid. Yeah. And we pulled the net down lower and. Well, he was a dwarf. That's just. It's like yeah. you have to set it up like it's a little kid. <laughs> we already tied down the Drake. It was like 90% dead. <laughs> You said, like, like, stumble and T-ball. Like, T-ball. Like, T-T-T-J plays T-ball gaming. Or it's like those online hunting things where it's, the deer goes to the salt lick, and you use your mouse to, like, you know, line up the shot, and it's, like, three feet away from the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) That's the saddest thing ever. (laughs) And you give him a Gatling gun to do it. (laughs) All right. So. Yep, that's Boothal. Rosdal goes down. All hail the king. There's still the small matter. Does he of... shout his name as he dies? His own name? Yeah. Rosdal. No, he shouts your name. <laughs> well, we don't know what his name is otherwise. Do we? It is Gwen's turn. We'll inspect his wallet later. I'm going to challenge Ringo. To a dance-off? No. Yeah. A drum solo contest? <laughs> You're a bad, bad man. You could probably beat him. It's just Ringo. And then, fine, I'll get to use my charge. I will charge John with my virtuous strike. So I get a what, plus two out of that? Are you stating or asking? I'm asking. I'm guessing you're saying a plus two on account of you charging? Yeah. I believe so. Oh, no, just plus one. I'm still going to charge, but where was that before? That's going to be a 30 versus AC. <laughs> that is almost a hit. In, yeah. in fact, it's so almost is it is. All right, and that's going to be seven radiant. Okay. I killed him. Yeah. I get five temporary hit points. Are these just standard skeletons, man? Uh, TJ. They are. Okay. Raldal. 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 James and the giant peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, a giant peach! Good thing Boothel wasn't here to see that. Yeah, um, that that's the. Ever growing list of things that he's, he's afraid of peaches, peachophobia. Well, I mean, like a peach could roll around like a big rock. <laughs> but it's only there's like we, a, it's only if we take a, the idol. And there's a stone in the middle of a peach, right? So you know, good carpophobia, the fear of fruit. <laughs> Why wouldn't that be the fear of carp? That makes way more sense. <laughs> All right, and with that, you guys have finished off everything that's moving in this room. So level four, like I said, no, this has all been one level, mm-hmm. and we've advanced to level four. Didn't you guys had go up to level three just before you came in to the uh, mountain? Yeah, that was like weeks ago. <laughs> weeks. You're right. In the real world, it was weeks ago. Wait, is it over? I said everything that was. What? Ringo still? Yeah, Ringo still there. Oh, I lied. I'm sorry. Well, I already took all my encounter powers. <laughs> my <laughs> challenge. My challenge hurt him so right. much that he just... Okay, here. That was the end of Gwen's turn. Your fan's up. I will stay where I am. <laughs> I can't get there. It's true. All right. Oh, wait. That's not true. I could still do something. One, two, three, four, five, six. I will declare my oath on this bother. And cast Avenging Shackles. And I rolled a 20. So suck it. Too bad it's only 12 damage. 12 radiant damage. And he's slowed until the end of my next turn. Probably just explodes. Hooray. 
All right. Now there's nothing moving in here anymore. Yay. We are out of combat. Anyone who would like to take a short rest and use some healing surges may. I'll be using two. That will get me back up to full. Okay. Uh, is anybody else? Is yes? Is no? Is no. Okay. Matt, you're not going to use any? Um, I'm at that point where I need to consider saving it for my special Uh-oh. ability. I have enough to, to use it. And the temporary hit points go away. Correct. Or, Do you want to use one of our healing potions? Yeah, I'm probably okay right now. Okay. So, the last skeleton is struck down. Razdal is down. We're taking a brief rest. Rangrim comes over here between two skeletons and leans down and looks at them closely and looks at the weapons and bits of armor that surround them and a tear comes to his eye he says we have found my friends are they okay (laughs) (laughs) they'll get better just lock it up (laughs) so Eris says are they okay and (laughs) oh no, I thought you were asking it yeah. and he was going to interpret it as like, no, they, no magic no, was no, done no. upon them. <laughs> I didn't say it. Steve's internal dialogue. Didn't, didn't sound very internal. Do, do, do we take their bones back or just their equipment? I, I never could have hoped to have found their bodies. I was only hoping that maybe we could recover their possessions. Can I, can I just point out that in continuity, Kuntos, the only part that remained of her body was her hand. Was she eaten? No, she was burned to nothing. Oh, I thought that she was in the aura. What? But she's actually a Terminator sent back from the future. <laughs> so wait, the hand's in a thumbs up position? <laughs> well, okay, continuity wise, we'll say that she was like, the flesh was burned off of her body. So, like, her bones are charred. Okay. Yeah, like that. <laughs> the only item we were meant to find on her was a ring, so we were good. <laughs> <laughs> Not a wedding ring, because it's only her right hand. She also had a sword. Because apparently dwarves use swords in this world. Some dwarves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones that get exiled. <laughs> no, because Rangrim has a sword. He's not exiled. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, true. So he says, knowing that they are here and there are other brethren present as well, I will send priests to recover the bodies, but we can know that our task was successfully completed and can return their holy weapons to the uh, the archives or the vaults. Kafan nods. And then wanders over to Raz. Yeah, I was going to go inspect him as well. To well, Kafan is, Ka- Kafan is checking out Rot. Rot? You mean... The body of Rot? You mean Aerith? Aerith? <laughs> what did I say? Kafan. Yeah, I'm telling you what your character does <laughs> <Okay>. now. <Well. laughs> Kafan was going over to Raz to chop his head off. Do you do it before Gwen gets a chance to look? Uh, whatever. I won't stop him. I was going to look after you cut his head off. Uh, I'd suggest maybe throwing it into the fire, but I was going to search him for any you know, symbols or clues to if he had allegiance with someone else. 
if there's like a if this is part of a bigger group that we need to be aware of or deal with. Okay. I will take the head and put it in the fire at Gwen's command. Aerith says out loud, it's very peculiar that, that this, I don't know, chamber is here. Rangrim, did you say it loud enough for everyone to hear? Correct. Okay. Rangrim says, that is true, friend. I'm not your this friend. This chamber is not of dwarven construction. I'm guessing that the necromancer hiding behind the pillars used dark magic to eat away at the mountain and make a lair here. Can I do like a perception check to see if there are any other things of interest in this room, like exits or valuables? Uh, I don't know. You may you may do perception check, yes. Uh twenty one. This appears to be it, like Rangram said. This room appears to be constructed unnaturally. Those short hallways to the south and then the one also going further east, you know, look like they were intended to perhaps go further at some point. But for right now, they are simply dead ends. Gwen, as you search the body, you do find a small journal. Ooh, I'll take that. Are you going to send us the text in an email, TJ? Yeah, like that's that's going to be the thirty a thing. pages that you okay. type for this guy's journal. Yep. Yeah. We could put that up on the wiki. Small font, single spaced. <laughs> yep. It's actually not even single spaced; it's half spaced. I guess the other part I'm kind of concerned about is like, you know, was it staff magic or was it? Do you have any sort of like other like kind of dark magic implements? Do we need to destroy them or? Uh, his staff was a plain staff, as near as you can tell. There was nothing terribly special about his staff and his robes also, aside from being evil in their decorations. <laughs> oh, it says like, Team Evil on the back. He's got a number. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he went to the evil gap. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like baby... I'm sorry, that's redundant. That just went to the gap. <laughs> There's baby gap, evil gap, evil, so, evil baby um, gap. <laughs> where you shop for evil babies? Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, can you buy evil babies there? <laughs> This episode brought to you by Gap. <laughs> Mind it. But he does have the uh, the material components that I described before, and that's about it's about thirty gold worth of material components. Also, in addition to his staff, which he carried in one hand, his other hand did have an orb, like you know, a uh, basically like a wand with an oh, orb at the only end. round. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, I'm saying, like, it's not like an orb, like, like oh, he's carrying like a around a crystal right. ball, but it's an orb in that, you know, it's like a one-handed wand with an orb It's like an implement? Yes, exactly. Okay. Does the ball have an infinity symbol on it? Is it evil? No, it says Team Evil in it, though. Oh, it's just a clever disguise using it anyway. I'll take those. I will snap his staff in half over my knee. Crack. And I'll make sure no, no, you get the. <laughs> <laughs> it's iron wood. Damn it! Gwen collapses. <laughs> my precious yeah, make sure antique stand. <laughs> I'll make sure we gather the material components, and then uh, we'll t- we'll take the orb, I guess. And I guess when we get a chance, we can determine if it's evil or if it needs to be destroyed by the church, or or if it's something we can use against them. Okay. Does anyone else want to do anything while we're in this room? You have found the remains of Kunthal and Daikol. You have found their belongings. 
you are going to return their belongings. You're going to alert the church to what is in this room. Is everybody content with that outcome? That's what I love to hear. So what we did I cut did I out? just drop? Everybody I dropped. dropped too. Oh, what do you love to hear? I I I gave a synopsis of what had just happened and <laughs> said was like, is any, does anyone else want to do anything? And no one said anything. So I just assumed you guys are being dicks. So I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so wait, TJ just gives the whole story wrapped up in a neat little bow, and we were all offline for it. We just we all missed it. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I just, I just said, you know, you guys got to this room. You were able to find Kunthal and Dykel's remains. You're going to return their belongings. You're going to alert the church to what's in this room. And you killed the guy that took the bodies. So is everyone content? Is everyone ready to return? Or does anyone still want to do something? Is the brazier look like something I could carry? No, it is is large. Should we throw the bodies into it? I already threw a head in there. Which which head? The head of Razdal. Razdal. Oh, I'll throw the the throw the throw the body in the other one. <laughs> I'll throw the the body of Rot into one of them. I'd like to take the ends of the sta- like the two pieces of staff that Gwen made. Okay. <laughs> Gwen made two sticks, <laughs> carefully crafted, and light them on. Fire. Truly, she is mighty. She turned one staff into two. I want to light them on that's fire. Why, that's why, as a merchant, I have doubled my ability to profit. I want to now. I have two staffs. Yes, light them on fire, and then I'll take them over and put them on the ice. Oh, I think you're gonna start twirling them, like, or maybe just hold them. <laughs> yes, I have a fire. Tw- no, or maybe just hold them just above the ice and hopefully melt it so we don't have any issues slamming into walls. Fine. You know what? Screw you, Matt. I'm not going to do that at all because you're just going to run to the wall a whole bunch now. I know. (laughs) He loves his wall. Leave him alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We go back. We're there. Mm -hmm. Bum-ba-ba-bum. Okay, you're back by the ice. What do you do? I ride Gwen. (laughs) <laughs> to safety right. like a sled like frosty the snowman no you definitely ride her like she is a pair of skis <laughs> you step in her spine and she just slides across okay we make it across so you get across and you return you use pieces oh. of ringo and john as ski poles <laughs> We have two sticks. <laughs> but the rest of us we craft skis from the bones of the dead. I was gonna say <laughs> when you suggest turning the remains of the dwarven bodies into skis, uh Rangrim does not take kindly to it. But he's not gonna stop us. <laughs> <laughs> so unless something stops us, can we just be back? And- yes, you can just be back. Okay. We'll say that uh, you determined that if you ran and slid across the ice, it didn't throw you into the wall if you weren't trying to go back that way. So after much experimentation, we mm-hmm. determined. You run, you slide. Okay. Well, I mean, you could have also just tried walking, and it still wouldn't have thrown you into the wall. It 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 was magic. It it knew your purpose. If you were trying to advance towards the final room down those stairs, then it would throw you into the wall. But if you were moving away from it, it did not do that. I just take out the bag of kitty litter that I carry at all times. <laughs> if only you carried a 10-foot pole. I know. Or a collapsible 10-foot pole. Okay. So you guys, I believe I said you spent like a good portion of the day looking to find this place. 
And so once you found it, you went in, took you maybe about an hour start to finish with movement and rest and such. And then it takes you a little while to get back through the maze of tunnels and return to Firemount. Rangrim suggests, I think that we should take these directly to Boothal. Although they were my friends, they were closer friends with he. And uh, if he was able to return them, I think that would be a great weight taken off of his shoulders. Agreed. Uh, let's take him and tell him what we found, and uh, then he can do what he must, and I think it would be good for us to uh, rest. Yes. Why do we need rest? Some of us still have all of our healing searches left. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you also have all dailies? of your daily powers? What? Did you not use any dailies? No, I used my daily. Oh, so. Now I have it back. <laughs> you guys exit the tunnels, and you're on the mining level. So you climb up the stairs to the farming level, and then you climb up the stairs to the shopkeeper level, and then you climb up the final level to Luthal's familial home. And you walk in, and Rangrim sort of leads the way into an area that you guys haven't been to before. You know, it's not, you know, you're not passing through, like, secret doors or anything, or big, thick iron doors with keys in it. You're just moving into, like, out of the guest quarters, or the area that would be, like, for public addresses and things of that nature, and moving into, like, the family's personal living spaces. And, uh, as you start to move into that, wing of the building, Rangrim stops a servant who's traveling through the halls and asks, where is Boothal at? And uh, the servant leads you to a room. Rangrim knocks on the door, is beckoned in, and I'm guessing you guys are all following him? Unless we're told not to. Sure. No, mm-hmm. you have not been told to, you know, wait behind her or anything. So you all walk in. Uh, Boothal is sitting at a table with two older dwarves, one a man and one a woman, and two middle-aged dwarves, both are men. Boothal will stand up from, uh, they were all obviously in conversation when you were called in, but once Boothal sees that you guys have returned, he cuts off the conversation and steps forward to see he says, you have been gone for some time, uh, and the fact that you came to see me rather than asking me to come see you, did you, were you able to get a lead? Do you have any idea about what may have happened? I believe you can, I believe you can say that. With, uh, Rangram's help, we were able to locate the lair of a necromancer. A necromancer? But we were also able to recover the, or, we found the location of uh, the bodies of both of your friends. And their equipment, because that's somehow important. Mm-hmm. As well as other others that uh, we were unable to identify as of yet. When when you say, and their equipment, Rangrim takes a bag and sets it down and then pulls out a couple of artifacts from Kunthal and Daikolich. And Boothal, is, his face went from happy, you know, like surprised and overjoyed and almost tears of joy when you told him that you were able to find stuff and now that he sees these items in front of him uh his face is just 
turn to sadness. He tries to compose himself and uh, with a trembling lip says, I, I cannot thank you all enough. And then after a minute, he says, and, and truly, you were able to find their remains? We did. Rangrim will say, not wanting to desecrate them more than they already had been, we elected to leave all of the remains behind, but notify the clergy immediately so that they can, under their own guidance and supervision, retrieve the remains and do what is right. Mbuthal says, yes, of course, we must immediately have them spring into action. Could you describe how to arrive at this place, or would you need to lead them there? And uh, Rangrim says, no, I believe I could give proper instructions to send them. The entrance was concealed before, but we took care of that. Boothal looks and says, you do look tired, friends. Would, would you care to join me, or would you prefer to rest? I believe after uh, working our, way, our lady's will... Upon the necromancer, it'd be best if we were to rest first. Yes. I uh, I won't ask you to push yourselves more at this time. It is not needed, strictly. Certainly not for the Raven Queen, and I have no need to ask you to accompany me right now. He, he steps out in the hallway and summons one of the, uh, the servants and says, Please, um, show them to their room. If they have any need of anything, pr- make sure it is provided. He says, I will return, or I will come to your rooms once I've returned from visiting the clergy. And uh, with that, he leaves. Can I stop? Can he not leave? Like, can I say something? Yeah, you can. You you haven't said anything yet, and he's very anxious. So, like, he would be starting to go, but if you stop him, he won't, like, run away from you. Boothal, has there been any development in our absence on your claim? He, uh, He says, during the day today... The elders have started conversations with both my cousin and I. They are not the only discussions that they will have with us, but, well, I do not know what they think of Scola, but we spent a goodly amount of time discussing my long absence, my unexpected disappearance. I do not know that they are happy with my answers, but they at least have answers, which they did not have before. Will you be requiring our services for any additional tasks? Please say no, please say no, please say no. <laughs> I will not stand between you and anything that the Raven Queen needs of you, but if the response takes a while to return, or if the response is ambiguous, I would perhaps ask, for some additional help, but at the moment, I don't know what that would be. I believe uh, Fade has placed us here as evidenced by our finding the necromancer, so I believe it is Our Lady's will for us to assist you still for some time. But for now, let's go and rest so we'll be ready for whatever may come. Okay. I'm trying to remember now, did, did Gwen go off and contact? She sent... I sent something off, yeah, before, and I was going to Kind of do the same now. I was going to, I don't know if we wanted to go back and take a quick look at that journal first and then send something and then rest, but if we should do that like right away mm-hmm. or. After Boothel responds, 
to your question. If no one else has anything to say, Boothol leaves. I say let's go back to our quarters for now, and we, like I said, we get. You know, I'll show them the journal, and we can try to see what it says first. And you know, we may end up reporting you know information in it in my communication. Sounds like a good idea. A young dwarven male steps into the room and says, "If you are ready, I can help you return back to your rooms and uh, provide you with any needs that you have." Please lead the way. Is Rangrim still with us? <laughs> Is he still alive? He is. When you know the servant. As if you're ready to go, and you say lead the way, um, before you do, Rangrim steps forward and um, shakes each of your hands and says, I may never have found that room if it weren't for you, and I don't know that there are there would have been a small enough force that I could have taken in that could have done that easily. I feel like if I had brought different people, there may have been losses. So thank you for stepping in and preventing the loss of life from our community. I'll say, you have done good work for the Raven Queen this day. I do my work for Moradin, but I do not try to displease the Raven Queen. If she can be happy by the acts that I do in his name, all the better. No, it was for the Raven Queen. (laughs) I was waiting for the... You're going to switch teams. <laughs> yeah, if it just nods. So yeah, did we go back to the, the room then? Yes. Okay. I think we'd read the journal first, and then if we find something important, we can send that as part of our message. Okay. So, blah, blah, blah. TJ, can we go over the journal? So, as you... I don't know... I'm going to assume that you're sort of flipping through the journal to get the gist of what has been going on. Um, in like no. the last. I want to hear you read the journal. Okay. Page one. <laughs> Mom got me this super sweet journal. <laughs> she says I have to write down my feelings. I don't know what to think about that. This is the path to necromancy. Page two. Killed mom. <laughs> Page three. Mom's back. <laughs> I think I'm a necromancer. Page four. Definitely a necromancer. Dead is also a skeleton. <laughs> So, <laughs> got the sweet um, got the sweet skull staff to confirm that I'm a necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, got, got online, took Facebook quiz. Yeah, yes. determined I was a necromancer. Necromancer <laughs> cheated, but still I'm a necromancer. Had to retake five times. So you get to the end, and uh, you see entries where he talks about how, or rather, he writes about how. The dwarves seem to care more for the security of their possessions as opposed to the remains. And this would be a good place for a discreet necromancer to set up shop. And uh, he has started to carve out a little place for himself here in some of the deeper mines of Firemount. And then about how he's managed to assemble a small army and uh, he plans to use that to take out a dragon in the hopes that he can then use that young dragon to uh, bring down yet larger prey and so it seems like very recently uh, he was able to use the skeletons to overwhelm a young red dragon in the hold and although 
he lost many of his skeletons when the adult dragon returned. He was able to escape and return and have his undead army portion of it remove the dragon corpse and uh, return it to the lair. And that all happened in the last couple of weeks. And so oh, it seems... there's a dragon down there too. An adult one. Mm-hmm. Which uh, savvy listeners will remember from episodes 7 and 8. <laughs> but yeah, there is known by the dwarves to be in it. Well, I'm sure that Boothold mentioned it. And yeah, but there is known to be an incredibly large red dragon that lives separated from the Firemount City, but still sharing the same mountain. If there is lava flow, that tends to be where the red dragon can be found. Is our chromatic dragons evil, necessarily? We'll say yes. Oh, okay. Then never mind. You're going to be sad for the red dragon? No, I, I was going to say perhaps they, we could we could reason, with, reason it. with it and give it the body of its young and say, look, we killed the thing that did this. Well, like, I mean, it might not be evil versus chaotic evil, right? Yeah, still, but still it's evil. Still evil, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Are you asking me, do you think, like, if you returned it, it would think it kindly of you to do it? It's an intelligent creature, so yes. It could think kindly of you for returning the body of its young. Okay, here's... It, also just as, it could also just as easily believe that we were the ones that killed right. it, or... Well, here, here's the thought process. Kefan thinks to himself, hey, maybe we could return, after hearing this, maybe we could return that body to the dragon and on behalf of the dwarven community and they would have peace with this immensely powerful neighbor. Then he thinks to himself, oh, but wait, dragons are evil. Or mm-hmm. Red dragons are evil. So screw that plan. He says this all out loud. <laughs> No, that's his thought process. With slightly alternating voices. Exactly. We should go talk to the red dragon. No, the red dragon would hate us. Take the body back. Don't don't do that one. Bad Paul. Don't take the body back. Yes, take the body back. Help help the red dragon. That was probably the creepiest (laughs) one yet. No kidding. Ew. Anyway, so... Anyway, that is the result of the uh, journal. All right. I think I will get a communication prepared and send it to the council that we have uh, located and dispatched a necromancer and in, in, in the dusty mountain. Yes. And uh, yes. And his abominations. Many abominations. And many uh, bothers. Continue to await instructions. Uh, until then, we may be assisting Boothole with a dragon problem. Along with whatever else is required. Then I will go sleep. And possibly okay. bathe. And eat. And possibly in that order. Okay. So you draft this communication. And you go outside so that you can send it. Do Aerith or Kafan accompany as you did last time? I thought we weren't allowed. So... I told you guys that you weren't allowed, and then listening back on it, you guys definitely all saw Booth will do it once. 
he did with a with like candles or something. He burned something in it. Right. And that is what Gwen does as well. Okay. So maybe you're not allowed to like stand immediately next to them and hear the incantation. But, but you can totally maybe that be around. <laughs> maybe that was the intent. Maybe the intent was uh you can't be around until you know, she has it mastered so that she doesn't have to like say it loudly and she can sort of like model it mutter it under her breath and still have it work. I probably won't go along. I figure she's just going to do it. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. I just I couldn't remember why you guys went along last time. I think for the heck of it and to go shopping. Oh, that's fine. Sh- shoe shopping. Shopping. So Gwen heads out, crosses the bridge, goes through the trading town, and walks up the tunnel until she gets outside. And I'm guessing you take some time to make a small fire, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, while you are, you know, gathering, like, some small amount of tinder, because, you know, you don't need a big fire scene, a small enough light to be able to, you know, set the paper ablaze. Um, so while you're gathering things, a uh, raven comes down and lands near you and, like, does a hop towards you, sort of cocks its head to the side. I'll reach my hand out towards it. It uh, sticks out its leg, and you see that there is a tiny uh, scroll case attached to it. I will gently take the scroll case and thank the bird. Okay. And with that, the bird flies off. I will open the scroll case. Okay. That'll be our cliffhanger for next time. You can tell us what the scroll contains when we start up again. What our new instructions are. Yeah. So uh, you guys get a really crummy cliffhanger, except... Because you know that there's information coming and you have no idea what it is. Ooh, uh, but you got a long episode, so don't complain. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, TJ. Stop complaining. Just listen to the next episode. Right. You jerk. Mm-hmm. Which you can find at? iTunes, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and at LTM Gaming. Yeah. On the tweets. Thanks for listening. Well, you can find us on Twitter at LTM Gaming or our website, LTMGaming.com. Or email us at podcast at ltmgaming.com. And possibly other emails. Uh, If you look, you'll probably find them on the website. This extra long episode is brought to you by our LTM Con happening in July, which we are all (laughs) attending. (laughs) Yes, right. We're all attending. None of you can because it's super exclusive. Yep. Also, we don't sell tickets. (laughs) Yep. Bye-bye, everybody. Night. No, bye, Dr. Nick. Texted me back. <laughs> to say I'm asleep? Right. He says, yeah, that's cool. Get me another level. <laughs> oh, Welcome to Entry Rising, a 4E D&D podcast where Brian doesn't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so he that's thinks... not how the episode ends or starts, but that is how it should end, Paul. Okay. You know what, though? I think that maybe he thinks that what we're doing is we're fighting through these dungeons to find levels. <laughs> <laughs>
This is a long pee. That that's what I said. I I can only hope that it turned into a poop. Like not what was coming out of his wiener, but like you know. You wow, know. I came in the worst part of this conversation. <laughs> no, I think it was the best part. That, that that might be a feature if you pay though. I don't know. I haven't messed with it at all. I'd rather pay them. Stupid wizards and their terrible software. Yeah. I mean, we love them. Send us free products to demo. Right. TJ, you awesome. forgot what we're supposed to be doing. Pandering. It's okay. We're going to edit this part out. Yep. <laughs> I probably won't edit that part out. <laughs> but we'll add all, edit all this other part. Hey, what the hell? Hey. Why am I dying for three times? Not me. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Kevin? Steve, whenever someone does something terrible to Paul, usually <laughs> a good place to look is Steve. I didn't do it. I don't even know how. And, and, and at LTM Gaming. Yeah. On the tweets. Which you're supposed to be taking control of. I, I kind of do. You tweeted something That's not from true. there? I've never logged on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But when we, when we do it, and I have the wiki up to date, I will tweet some stuff out the first day that, that you remember we have it, and then never no, again. That we pretty much <laughs> the day that we launch it, I'll tweet some stuff out. I will. Hey, I have ties with important internet personalities. You know, they don't know me, but like you know, I follow them on Twitter.